The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Point with Victor Show. I am Victor Armanderes, and this is the America's Web Radio Station. I tell you, we've got I, you know, I've got notes, but I don't even know if I'm going to get to them today because there's a few things breaking today, and some things I want to talk about. And and I've got some listeners out there that are uh, I I know a lot of you guys are are worried because a lot of you are Ron DeSantis fans, and some of you are still Trump fans, and and some of you like both. I mean, if you're like me. Look, you guys know where I stand. I love Donald Trump. Donald Trump, policy-wise, uh, was is second only to maybe Ronald Reagan. And when you talk about modern times, you know, when you're talking about modern times and the things we're dealing with now, uh, what Donald Trump entered and what he faced as president of this nation, I, I don't care who you are and I don't care what you think about Donald Trump. The guy did a fantastic job, especially considering that he had to fight the Democrats. He had to fight the Republicans. He had to fight the media. He had to, he literally had to fight everybody. I, I, I mean, it's, it's really sad. Even when he was recording win after win after win and even when it was showing and he was showing that his foreign policy was second to none. Uh, even with those wins and the economy firing on all cylinders, cylinders before China released the virus, you know, everything he's done, just about, let me put it that way, just about everything he did policy-wise was, was fantastic, was heading in the right direction. Um, were there some issues and complaints that I could have about Trump? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if, if you're 100% in agreement with one person, then you're probably not up on all the policies anyway, um, because you can't put all your eggs in a basket like that. Uh, people can always improve. Um, I like to think I'm pretty darn good at what I do, but I know I can always improve, as Legendary Dave gives me that eye. <laughs> so, but don't ever think that you're 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 the the. Look, let me put it this way: be confident. I believe in confidence, and and but don't ever think you can't be replaced because the minute you think that, you're gone. Uh, you can always do better. You can always improve, no matter how good you are at what you do. Always be humble enough to, humble enough to know you, you, you can, you, you can learn more. And, and I for one will tell you, I, uh, I, I learn every day. I, I make it a mission to try to learn every day. Uh, I, I mean, I just, you know, you, you should always want to learn. Always want to learn. Uh, when you get into the, the minds of, uh, or, or you start to be like, uh, politicians, those are the ones who think they're beyond reproach. Those are the ones that think they're so above you. Those are the ones that think they're so much smarter than you. These are the intellectuals that are in Washington. These are the bureaucrats and the and the old doddering fools that are clinging on to power. These are the people who think that they can do no wrong. These are the people that think no one knows more than them. No one knows something that they don't know. I mean, this, and this is the problem. This is why one of the reasons uh, we're in the mess that we're in now is because we got a bunch of doddering old fools, not just Biden. Look how many old farts are running this country. And that is something that's got to change and it better change soon, which is why when, when a lot of you will reach out to me and you're asking me about 2024 and, and look, you can get excited about 2024. I want you to be excited about 2024. I want you to get behind somebody. I want you to fight for them. I, I don't care if you get behind somebody I don't like. Um, that, that's not the point. Get behind somebody you like. Do what you can. Help them out. Get active. But just promise me this. 
if your candidate doesn't win the primary in 2024, that you will get behind the candidate that does. Because I am here to tell you it's going to be Ron DeSantis. <laughs> and so I, I, all of you Trump lovers, and, and again, Trump would be my second choice right now. Look, I'm always honest with you guys, and I, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I will be honest. Uh, and, and I, you know how I feel about Trump. Love him. I think he was a fantastic president. His policies were absolutely fantastic. My only problem with Trump, if you had to ask me what, what was the problem with Trump that I had, my only problem was he spent too much because that's got to stop. The spending spree in Washington has got to stop. I, I will repeat that. I don't care if it is a Republican-controlled executive branch and legislative branch. The spending has to stop. And I don't mean we're reducing how much we increase spending. See, establishment Republicans love to play this game. And and again, those of you who know me, I will issue no pass for the establishment Republicans. I will do no such thing. And I will stand with the Freedom Caucus because right now the the people that the Democrats and the establishment Republicans are trying to convince you are the most radical people in the Republican Party are the people that you need to be standing behind. The least radical people in the Republican Party are the Matt Gates, are the Jim Jordans. Now, now I know personality. Yeah, maybe there's some issues with Matt Gates. Maybe uh, <laughs> that. Um, oh, what's that lady's name from North Georgia? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, maybe she could do things better. Look, everybody, like I just said, everybody could improve. Everybody could do some things better. And and maybe they ought to think before they speak. But right now, the Freedom Caucus, they are the group of Republicans that are fighting for liberty and freedom and and less spending. We have to not just pull back spending. We have to cut spending. So my only issue with Donald Trump and his presidency was he spent too much money. He allowed uh, the spending of too much money. That's there's just no way if and way or ends about uh, around it. Now, when China released the virus and Trump had to deal, look, I don't blame Trump for dealing with what, how he had to deal with with COVID because it wasn't just battling the virus. He had to fight the freaking Democrats. You know, I, what a shame. That Democrats didn't view themselves as fellow Americans and stand together and get behind Trump and say, okay, we know this came from China. Now let's fight this virus. Let's go after China instead of trying to restrict the American people. But no, your Democrat party couldn't do that because your Democrat party of today wants to be an authoritarian party. And they used the COVID as for two things. They used it to run Donald Trump out of town and they used it to put so much fear into you that into we the people that we allowed them to to take authoritarian type powers over the people that's what the democrats did and it's awful 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 and so the only and again so when when listeners ask me well well can you name some things that you didn't like uh, about the trump presidency well the only thing i will say uh, i think he spent too much and then i do believe and again i cannot blame him for the way he reacted for, with with COVID, I can't blame him for giving Dr. Fauci the stage because Donald Trump did give Fauci the stage. But he did it because Fauci and all these other people who were supposed to be respectable doctors, they were supposed to be respectable scientists. They were coming to him saying, you're going to be the president who's going to prevail over over millions and millions of American deaths if you don't handle this the way we're telling you. Now, imagine put yourself in Donald Trump's shoes. Put yourself in those shoes. You see what's happening in New York. You see what's happening across the world. You saw what was happening in Italy because it ravaged Italy. Uh, COVID, I'm talking about Corona, COVID-19. 
the China virus, it ravished Italy, and we saw what was happening. So imagine you're Donald Trump, you're president of the United States, and you're seeing people dying all over Italy, and you're being told at the same time by Fauci, who's supposed to be a respectable, honest, and, and a doctor with character, he's supposed to be a scientist with character. Uh, and, and all his minions, you had all these people telling Donald Trump, you're going to preside over the worst death, uh, a crisis, death crisis in the U.S. if you don't handle this the way we're telling you. And so he did. He let Fauci take the lead. Now, to Donald Trump's credit, by the time we got to the middle or to the end of 2020, he saw what a scam Dr. Fauci was and how they were using this virus to, to knock Donald Trump out of office to to basically put the people against him so he would lose in 2020. And and that's what they did. And, and to Trump's credit, he started to push Fauci aside. I mean, he, he brought in Dr. Atlas. Dr. Atlas needs to be the new Fauci. That's who needs to be heading up our, our public health and, and response is Dr. Atlas. And if you don't know who Dr. Atlas is, go look him up. Go do a duck, duck, go search on Dr. Atlas. He was the guy that actually Trump brought in that started making sense of everything and then letting Trump know, hey, these guys aren't, aren't out for the people's, uh, interest. These people aren't, aren't doing what's right for you. They're not doing what's right for the people. They're doing what's right for the Democrat party. They're making authoritarian decisions and they're using fear to do it. And they're all after power and they're after your job. That's, that's basically what, what I think Atlas told Donald Trump once Trump put Atlas in. Uh, to, uh, rein in Fauci and what all his other bozos were doing. So, but you saw what, uh, as soon as Biden won, you know, Dr. Atlas, he was gone. They didn't want him anywhere around. They, they just wanted to listen to Fauci because they want authoritarian powers. That is today's Democrat party. That's what's going on. So when I have these people, and I'm going to get to this today, I'm going to talk a little bit about today about uh, Ron DeSantis and, and Donald Trump because Donald Trump's starting to – he's doing the one thing that he shouldn't do, and he's doing the one thing that's going to probably defeat him in the primaries is he's attacking Ron DeSantis, and he really shouldn't. He really shouldn't do it, but you know Donald Trump can't help himself, but I get it. I understand. It's a primary. You got Donald Trump is trying to cut the legs off of anybody who's going to get into the race. And right now, Donald Trump sees his biggest, biggest, biggest competition is Ron DeSantis. And he would be right. He would be right. Um, it's going to be easy for Donald Trump to to uh, to push off Nikki Haley. That's going to be easy. Not because Nikki Haley's not good. Not because Nikki Haley wouldn't be a fantastic president. Maybe she would. But Nikki Haley worked on, in the Trump administration. Nikki Haley was supporting Trump. And then when Nikki Haley saw aspirations, she she pulled out of the Trump, I think in, gosh, what was it, 2019 maybe, Nikki Haley got out of the administration because she had plans to run, and that's what she's probably going to do in 2024. But I think, I don't think that's going to be an issue for Trump. But what will be an issue for Trump is DeSantis, and David, looks like you've got a comment. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard anything about this, but uh, Nikki Haley has a um, problem running for president the same one that obama had as a matter of fact she's not a natural born citizen really now that i didn't know so if she's not then i guess she won't be running or well let's see who if the media does their job yeah because i didn't uh, know that i thought i thought she was or had or well we'll have to look into that that'll be a good investigative uh some investigative reporting that maybe we'll do here on on point with victor but that's interesting david we'll have to see that so if that's the case then she won't she won't be running but i but i even if she if if she turns out to be and she can run i think she's going to have issues because trump is going to be able to say hey you worked for me 
You know, I mean, it's going to be hard for her to attack him. Uh, and then there's, uh, I mean, my goodness, there's going to be a list, trust me, a list of, of Republicans that are going to jump in. Um, I, I don't be surprised if you start to hear Cheney uh, trying to run and Romney and all that. None of those are going to give, be competition for Trump. None of them. Truly, the only one is is Ron DeSantis, and, and, and Trump knows that. Now, if Tim Scott decides to get in, Tim Scott, from senator from South Carolina, he's fantastic, folks, and I think he'd be a great candidate for VP. Uh, but if he does run for president, he may stir the pot a little bit. I, I think he, he, he could, you know, he could easily, uh, go toe to toe, I think, with, with Trump. What Trump has on all these people is the experience now. We know what his presidency is like. And we know that if people would just get out of his way and stop trying to attack him, establishment Republicans, that Trump would do a pretty darn good job. Now, again, Trump needs to rein in spending. Every Republican that gets elected between now, the ones that were just elected and the ones that get elected in 2022 and the, uh, I mean, the ones <laughs> in 2024, uh, they've got to be for cutting spending. Got to be for cutting spending. So if Trump comes out and talks about cutting spending, he, he may cruise to a primary victory. Again, if Ron DeSantis gets in, I think Ron DeSantis is going to be his biggest competition. And Donald Trump knows that, and that's why he's starting to attack him. And the reason why I have so many people asking me questions about it is because you guys know that uh, how I feel about Ron DeSantis, and you know how I feel about Trump. I like both of them. Um, and, and I'm honest with you. Right now, Ron DeSantis would be my first choice. Donald Trump will be my second choice. Um, now, we'll see what happens. It's early. We'll see what happens. But... Why you're seeing Donald Trump attack Ron DeSantis is because Ron DeSantis is he Trump is smart enough to go and look and go, OK, this guy's my biggest competition. I need to cut his legs out from under him. And then Donald Trump, you're going to see him. He'll move to whoever is making noise about running. Donald Trump is going to make moves to start to try to cut their legs out from under him. I, you can't blame him. That's what anybody does. It's a good competition, and that's what's going to happen. So, all right, folks, when we get back, I got to tell you about some breaking news. So don't go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. On August 8th, 2022, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the FBI performed a most egregious search of a former president's home. The Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched, and the persons or things to be seized. The Fourth Amendment originally enforced the notion that each man's home is his castle, secure from unreasonable searches and seizures of property by the government. We must take a stand, and take back our country. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. 
If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. And welcome back, folks. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armanderiz. Okay, so some of you are also asking when I'm filling in for Eric Erickson next, and I don't know yet, but stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, we, we uh, you know, I'm sure I will be. You know, when all the vacate typical vacations start to happen, that's when you'll probably hear me uh, filling in for Eric. So, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. So, all right. So, breaking news today. Now, folks, I now. Especially you Democrats, you need to turn up your volumes. You need to listen very closely for what I'm about to say. And I know that some of you Democrats are listening out there because you tell me that you listen. So, so I know you're listening. Uh, now, how many times, how many Democrats over the past two, three years have been telling every Georgia, uh, Georgia voter that Georgia is racist? How many times have the Hollywood nut jobs said that they won't film in Georgia anymore. First, it was the heartbeat bill. Oh, you're blah, 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 you like life. We're not coming to Georgia. Then it was, oh, you're going to pass a voting bill that's racist. We're not coming to Georgia. Then, oh, you passed the bill that's racist. We're not coming to Georgia. Oh, my gosh, you passed a gun bill. We're not coming to Georgia. You have constitutional carry? You mean that that a United States citizen can enjoy the Second Amendment and carry a weapon and protect themselves? We're not coming to Georgia. That's what the Hollywood nut jobs have been saying for the last few years. But guess what? Guess what? I can't tell. Why don't any of you out there do a duck, duck, go search and see how many movies are being filmed in Georgia right now? Everywhere. They just closed some streets by my house to film a movie. How do I know this? Because I walked out and said, you either pay me to close this street because you're, you're making, you're inconveniencing my life, uh, or you put me in the movie. They laughed at me, but I asked anyway. <laughs> I mean, you don't get anywhere unless you ask. Uh, but, uh, but th- this is what over the, I mean, think about it, especially you voters out there in Georgia. Now look, I know, listen, I'm going to tread on the attention span of all my listeners across the nation, coast to coast. I got listeners in California and Utah and Montana and Texas and Tennessee and listeners in New York, including Mock the Shock. Hey, do it right. Do it like Mark the Shark says, do it right. <laughs> so <laughs> we love Mark here at this station. Um, but I, listeners everywhere, I, all over the place from, from, from Florida to up to New York, all the way over to California and to the state of Washington, Montana, you name it. Uh, but I'm going to tread on your attention spans a little bit because I got to talk about Georgia a little bit because the Democrat party has been trying to convince that Democrat voters in Georgia that Georgia is racist. Somehow, somehow, these Democrat voters, especially you black voters and you brown voters who have lived in Georgia for years and haven't faced any issues, they're trying to convince you over the past few years that that how racist Georgia is, okay? This is is just asinine and ridiculous. And David, did I spark a comment? No, an apology. No, okay. (laughs) No, I... By a very good source, uh, a colonel friend of mine, he was the one that uh, sent me an email about Nikki Haley. Okay. But looking it up in Google, 
Uh, Google says she was born in Bamberg, South Carolina. Okay. That may not be in the United States for a while. <laughs> Maybe we should check. You know, you know, David, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to get to it. A, a listener did chime in just uh, during break and uh, said the same thing, that she was born in, in Bam, Bamberg or, or Bamberg, Bamberg yeah. South Carolina. Maybe it's a German town. That's, hmm, that's no. right on the main strip, Bamberg. <laughs> Bamberg. Well, that's interesting news. So, so we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. I'll talk more about that. But thank you, David. And, hey, it takes a big man like Legendary Dave to be able to say, hey, I'm going to break in the show with an apology. <laughs> well, we don't ever mean to put out any disinformation. Heaven oh, forbid. right. We don't want to be put in YouTube jail. We don't have to worry about Twitter anymore, but we don't want to be put in Facebook jail or YouTube jail because we've been accused of disinformation or misinformation. Even though if they were, you know, if social media were true and they really wanted to stop misinformation and disinformation, then they would ban the Democrat Party. <laughs> but something tells me they're not going to do that. Uh, but ah, that's just silly. But, uh, but let me tell you, so, so you've got the, the Democrat party who has been trying to convince every Georgia voter, especially Democrat Georgia voters, black voters, Hispanic voters, trying to convince you that Georgia is a racist place. Okay. We've got people moving here every day because of, and black people move to this city every day. The Hispanics, whether illegal or not, they try to come to Georgia every day. Do you think they're coming here because they're going, man, we heard Georgia's really racist. Let's go there. No, they know Georgia is a good place to be because Georgia thrives because we have good conservative leadership. Maybe we could do better. Of course we could because we need to get rid of the Georgia income tax. And that's something that that establishment Kemp ought to get behind. Now, look, don't get me wrong. I voted for Kemp. I supported Kemp because Kemp has done a pretty darn good job as governor, way better than I ever thought he would for Georgia. So so they're doing we've got some good Republicans in Georgia. We really do. We, we could we could do better, but we're doing we're doing all right. We're doing a lot better than the Democrats would have done. We're doing a lot better than Stacey Abrams would have ever done. But my point here is we've got Democrat after Democrat after Democrat that are, that have been for years telling you that Georgia's racist, especially in the last couple of years. Because my goodness, first, like I said, it was the heartbeat bill. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna force women to get pregnant and then you're gonna force them to have it. So we had to listen to that from the Democrats. Then we had to listen to the Democrats saying that, that, oh my goodness, you can't get water. You're gonna starve when you go vote. Then we had to get Democrats that Democrats, and all these were lies, folks. But these Democrats were telling, were looking at voters in the face and telling you this over and over and over so that the lie would become the truth. And they're, so they're telling you that women are going to be forced to be impregnated. Women are going to be forced to have babies, blah, blah, blah. Then they're telling you, uh, my goodness, uh, you're, you're going to starve to death and you're going to die of thirst when you vote in Georgia. Then they told you, oh, wait, you might not starve to death because you won't make it to the polls because you're going to be oppressed. You're going to be oppressed. Somehow you're not going to be able to vote. But yet we had record black turnout, record Hispanic black voting out just on the uh, just in general record voting in Georgia for the past two election cycles. OK, but the Democrats still Stacey Abrams still, you know, Stacey Abrams was asked when she lost to Kemp a few months ago. She was asked, well, you said that Georgia, the Georgia voting bill was racist. You said the Georgia voting bill was going to stop blacks from voting, but yet we had record voting in Georgia. You said people would be oppressed and wouldn't be able to vote. You said Democrats wouldn't be able to get to the polls. 
Well, how do you feel now? Because we know record numbers of Democrats voted, record numbers of Republicans voted, record numbers of independents voted. You know what Stacey Abrams said? Oh, well, just because a lot of people voted doesn't mean there wasn't oppression. There's voter suppression. That's what she said. She's sticking to it, folks. These Democrats have lost their minds because they think if they say it enough times that it will become the truth, that you will think it's the truth. That's what they're doing. So, again, you've got. All of that going on with the Republicans telling, I mean, the, the Democrats telling you how racist Georgia is. Then the, the gun bill. Then Kemp, rightfully, Governor Kemp signed the constitutional carry, right to carry. Turned Georgia into a right to carry state. And what did the Democrats say? They told you that if you tried to go vote or if you go walk on the streets that you're going to be shot. That random people are going to be shot. People will be dying every day because of the constitutional carry bill. That's what the Democrats said. But it's what's been happening? No one's getting shot in Georgia, except maybe some criminals who deserve it. Uh, there have been case after case of gun owner, Second Amendment, gun-toting Americans protecting themselves and protecting their families. There are lots of those stories, but you're not hearing those because that doesn't fit the Democrat narrative. Now, go look in Chicago. Now, Chicago, you've got unbelievable rampant crime. And you know what? I, you know what? I'll get to that in a minute. But you've got rampant crime in, in, in Chicago. And what do you have in Chicago? You have the most stringent gun laws as, as anywhere in the nation. And in Georgia, we have where we're gun friendly because you have the Second Amendment right. And Georgia respects the right for you to defend yourself. And we, do, we don't have the problems of Chicago. Who runs Chicago? Democrats. Who runs Georgia? Republicans. Now you go figure it out. It doesn't take uh, a, 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 a PhD degree to figure it out, folks. It just takes a little logic. So after all of that, what the Democrats lied to the, the voters in Georgia, after all of those lies, and then now remember the All-Star game? We How many black businesses were hurt because Stacey Abrams and the Democrats forced the All-Star idiots, because they are idiots, because they left Georgia, over over the bill that they said was racist, which wasn't racist? The, the voting bill. You had uh, Coke that had to backtrack. You had Delta who had to backtrack. Home Depot had to backtrack. All of these idiot corporations who are in bed with the Democrats had to backtrack because they knew darn well that the bill in Georgia, the 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 voting bill that that made voting legal. I mean, it made voting more. How do I put this? Boy, I'm having a little trouble today. I'm having a little Bidenism. It made voting uh, our voting more. Um, Man, I am really at a loss of words here, David. This is crazy. Uh, but basically what the bill did was assure that it made uh, illegal voting harder. It made it harder to be an illegal vote. <laughs> Let me put it that way. <laughs> so uh, that's what the bill did. But the Democrats are telling you that it was a racist bill. And then all these companies had to backtrack. But they all starred. They pulled the game from Atlanta, hurt businesses, hurt black businesses, hurt Hispanic businesses. But the Democrats stood by and said, oh, this bill is racist, racist. After all of that, folks, all of that, what is the breaking news today? The Democrats want to bring their national Democrat convention where they want to bring it to Atlanta, Georgia. Now, if you're a Democrat voter and you're still supporting the Democrats here in Georgia, you need to reevaluate how you're voting because the party that you're supporting is the biggest example of hypocrisy that we've ever seen, I think, ever. The party that is telling you you can't live in Georgia or you can't vote in Georgia, you can't this because of Georgia's racist bills, racist laws, blah, 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 blah. Now they want to bring their national convention to the state 
that they said is racist. Why would they do that? Why? Because A, they know that Georgia's not racist. B, they know they're losing Georgia. What it comes down to here, folks, is the Democrats want power over you, and they can't stand to see their power slipping away. And there were a whole lot of black folks that voted for Brian Kemp for governor, the Republican in Georgia. A whole lot of black people voted for him. And the Democrats cannot stand this. They can't stand for it. So what are they going to do now after telling you how racist you are in Georgia and how crazy you are to live here? Now they want to bring their national convention to Atlanta, Georgia. The I there is no greater example of hypocrisy, folks. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. So if you're watching on the webcams, <laughs> I think I just had a bug go in my ear. I don't know how that happened. I should keep on the headphones instead of taking them off. <laughs> so anyway, if there was, it's dead now. Um, all right, folks. So you know the crazy old mayor in, Washington, in uh, Chicago, uh, Lightfoot, Mayor Lightfoot? I, I mean, is there a, a, a better example of how not to run a city or a better example of how to run a city into the ground. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how many times I have to tell you. The cities with the biggest problems in this country are run by Democrats. There's no Republican in sight. They, it's amazing to me because you will hear Lightfoot try and blame Republicans when there's no Republicans in sight in Chicago or Baltimore or New Orleans or Detroit or the city of Atlanta uh, or L.A. or San Francisco. All of these cities are are in a downward spiral and they've been run by democrats the democrat party they've been run by them for decades decades there is no republican in sight and yet you people yes you people <laughs> you democrat voters will continue to vote for the same people if you people in chicago reelect lightfoot then there is no help for you there is no help. Do I need to remind you that Lightfoot was running around? Now, she, during COVID, did whatever she wanted to do, ate whatever she wanted to eat, spent time with whomever she wanted to spend time with. 
but she threatened to put you, Chicagoans, Chicagoans, or Chicagoans, Chicagoans, she threatened to put you guys in jail. She threatened to put you in, she wanted to send drones over Chicago homes and neighborhoods and arrest you if you were outside, if you went to your neighbor's house. This is what your mayor in Chicago was trying to do to you. Not only did she want to lock you in your homes, she wanted to arrest you if you dared go outside to get fresh air, which we know was the dumbest thing to do during COVID. The safest place to be was outside, outside. And we all knew this. You heard it here. Uh, I, I believe America's Web Radio got put in in YouTube jail because not only me, but the doctors, the actual doctor shows that we have here at America's Web Radio were telling people way back then, you need to be outside. You need to be in fresh air. You need to be in sunlight. And uh, we got put in jail for that. We got put in YouTube jail and Facebook jail. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous what the Democrats got away with. And now you people in Chicago, you have an opportunity to take Lightfoot, that mayor who – oh, my goodness. I'm trying to be nice. But you guys got an opportunity to send her where she belongs, the unemployment line. Send her where she belongs. If she wants to go dance in parades, she doesn't need to be mayor while doing it. Uh, if she wants to go gallivanting and make TikTok videos, she can go do that when she's not governor of Chicago. So you people in Chicago, you need to remember what this lady tried to do to you and what she still tried to do to you and the fact that she could care less of how many uh, crime-ridden people or crime-ridden neighborhoods are going on around Chicago. She doesn't care about black-on-black crime. She doesn't care that there are children and innocent people being caught in the crossfire. Look, there is not – this is this is a pet peeve of mine right here. I'm going to tell you right now. There's no such thing as gun violence going on in Chicago. It's crime violence. It's criminal violence. Just because they use a gun to commit their crime doesn't make the gun the enemy. It's the, – the criminals are the enemy. These criminals, if they don't have a gun, they're going to use a stick, a bat, a knife. They're going to use whatever they want, whatever tool they can get their hands on to commit the crime they want to commit. The people running around Chicago bashing people over the heads, pulling people out of their cars at gas stations, they don't care if they, they, if they don't have a gun, they're going to use something else. Violence is violence, and there is a crime problem, not a gun problem. There's a crime problem in Chicago. It's same for any other city in this country that's suffering with undue violence and crime. It is a crime problem. I am so sick of the Democrats and the media being able to set these narratives. You, the people, we, the people, we need to start setting the record straight. There's not a gun problem in this country. There is a crime problem. Now, I know that there's some of you out there screaming, what about the mass shootings? Okay, well, we have a mental health problem to go with the crime problem. It's not a gun problem, folks. It's not a gun problem. There are millions and millions of guns just in the state of Georgia alone and millions of of, of, of innocent law-abiding citizens who have to take the gun to protect themselves and their family because the cops can't get there fast enough. And the Democrats are trying to defund the police anyway. Anyway, now... Since I mentioned police, let me give you a simple, 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 simple summation of what happened, um, over what's been happening the last couple of weeks with that, with the beating 
that uh, that guy, what was his name, uh, Tyree Nichols, who died from the beating that he received from five black police officers. And and the only reason I say black police officers is because they were black. So if you want to call this a crime, it was black on black crime once again, which the Democrats don't. Do you know what the biggest story about this this beating that the, the these these un, obviously ill-trained police officers uh, for committing the crime that they committed by beating up this guy and I don't I don't know the story of Tyree Nichols but you can watch the video he didn't deserve that beating that he got so these officers were clearly in the wrong uh, but I have to say that they were black officers because the media they're trying to report this without saying the race of the officers because they want you to think that the officers were white. They want you to think that this was white supremacy. They want you to think that this was racism. It was no such thing. This was no such thing. This was just some bad apple cops who were overzealous, clearly don't have the training they need, and they acted inappropriately, and they caused the death of this man. And now they're all going to pay. They're, they're going to see justice because the system will work, folks. The system will work. All five of these officers have been arrested. All five of these officers have been charged. And they will see their day in court, and they will face the jury. And they will have to live with the consequences of their actions. That's the way it all should work. That's the way it should have worked in 2020. And that's the way it did work in 2020 with that officer who put his knee on the throat of the uh, – and that guy was a thug but still didn't need to be treated that way and – that officer was got arrested. He got charged. He went to trial and he was charged and he's in jail and the system will work. But yet what did Democrats do? What did Antifa do? What did the voters, Biden voters do? They burnt down cities. These poor people who live in their cities, they, they no longer have a city now. They don't have some of the convenience stores that they used to have because they're burnt down or they had to shut down because they're tired of being looted. And that's what these idiots and, and, and this is what's happening when these uh, Democrats in the media, when they continue to be dishonest with you. But you, the voter, you Democrat voter out there, you've got to wake up one day because the power is with you. The power is with you. You just have to stop voting for the same freaking people over and over and over. Uh, and, and that's what's happening. So let me give you a summation. What happened in New Jersey with these five officers who beat the crap out of the Tyree Nichols? The media's trial again, the media doesn't want to tell you that the officers were black because they want you to just assume that they were white. You've even got idiots like Van Jones at CNN. And I, you know, look, I, I shouldn't call him an idiot. I, I mean, Van Jones is a sharp guy. He knows what he's doing. And I'm sure he's a nice guy outside of CNN, but he's out there trying to tell you and convince you that it was somehow, somehow five black police officers who beat up a black victim. Somehow that's white supremacy. This is what they're trying to tell you. Now, you've got to use your logic, and you've got to have more common sense than that. Anybody out there who watches CNN should be laughing at Van Jones. You ought to laugh him right off of that show. Uh, and, and any person at MSNBC who's pushing this uh, narrative that they're trying to create that somehow what happened to Ty- Tyre Nichols in New Jersey was white supremacy, somehow it was racism, systemic racism, my goodness, folks, use your common sense, use your logic. These officers were black. If this was anything, it was more black-on-black crime, which the Democrats don't care about. And this is what what is kind of – look, uh, there was nothing – 
humorous about what happened in New Jersey, but if there's something humorous about the story, it's watching the media fumble over themselves because they don't want to report this story. They don't want to report it because it doesn't fit the narrative. They're bending over backwards, like I said, to try and not tell you that the five officers involved were black. They don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that because, again, if this is a crime, which it was, then it's black on black crime. It's more black on black crime, but Democrats don't care about black on black crime. Just look at Chicago. Look at Detroit. Look at Baltimore. Look at LA, where there's brown on brown crime there too, but it's still black on black crime. They don't want you to know this. They don't, and they don't have a problem. The Democrat party doesn't have a problem with black on black crime. And there is a problem out there, but they don't care. So that's why they're have struggling so much and you can watch them struggle. Look at the, watch that show, The Herd. I mean, The View. Watch the cattle call. I mean, the view. Uh, I know it's tough. Look, you don't really have to watch it. I mean, I can't. Those, 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 those ladies are out of their mind. But if you watch this Whoopi Goldberg, uh, and, uh, and, and Joyless Behar and all these other fools, uh, that are on that show, they're fumbling over themselves because they cannot bring it to themselves to say, yeah, maybe there's a training problem. It's not a racist problem. It's not a, white supremacy problem because you just had five black police officers beat the crap out of a black guy. But they, they're having so much trouble with this story because they want so badly to say it was white people. They want so badly to say it was white supremacy. They want to say that it was racist somehow. But it wasn't, folks. All it was was five police officers who clearly are not trained properly, or maybe they've got some other issues, but the training wasn't there to stop them from acting overzealous and, and didn't stop them from enacting pr- police brutality on Tyree Nichols. That's what it was. It was some bad apples. Now, the majority of the police officers in this country are amazing men and women. They put on a uniform every day. They kiss their loved ones goodbye and only hope and wish and pray that they make it home that night or they make it home from whatever shift they're going to do. That's your police officers, folks. 99.9% of the police officers in this country, they just want to make it home to their loved ones. They want to do what's right. They will put their bodies in front of a bullet to save an innocent person. They will run into a mass shooting, uh, an active shooting. They'll run to it to save people. They will run into a burning building just like a fireman will to save people. They, they will do whatever they need to do because that's how good these people are. But you do have a, we probably do have a training issue where there are some people that are getting through, they're, they're making it through the psych test and they're getting to through and they're passing their test and they're becoming police officers when maybe they shouldn't be. But that's going to be training. So instead of defunding the police, we need to be funding the police more than ever. Because we need to beef up training. We need to get some good people. Look, if there's any police stations out there that want to bring me in as a speaker, because I am one, and I am one of peace, and I have uh, really good training in how to mind over body, <laughs> so, uh, I can talk to you about how, how to proceed with peace. <laughs> so, but there needs to be training, folks. There needs to be funding for training. Police officers can be better trained, and that's what that's the route we need to go. We do not need less police officers. We need more police officers. My goodness, just look at the crime rates. Look at the crime rates in your city. 
I don't care if you're in Atlanta, if you're in Baltimore, if you're in uh, certain places off I-4 in Orlando, if you are – and all of these places I'm naming are run by Democrats. If you're in Detroit, if you're in L.A., if you're in San Francisco, um, I – all of them, again, run by Democrats. You can look at your crime rates. You can see what's happening. You can see the problem. And and the way to combat this is not to defund the police. Who gets power, folks? Who gains power by defunding the police? Not the people who have to live there. The elitists who are pushing this crap, they gain power. The elitist morons like AOC and, and Pelosi and Schumer and, and all the way down to your local Democrat elitist, they're the ones that gain power. None of them live where you have to live. None of them live. Look, there, uh, there's a basketball. Look, I don't, you guys know I don't really care much for basketball. I don't watch basketball. I don't really know how to play basketball, nor do I understand the game. But there's a guy out there, I believe his name is Steve uh, Curry, maybe Curry, uh, famous basketball. I don't know if he's still playing. I don't know if he's retired. I don't know. But there's a story out there where this basketball player, famous guy, um, a good trillionaire from, from bouncing a ball down a court. Uh, this guy made a good living for himself, lives in, I believe a $30 million mansion, maybe somewhere around there. This guy is fighting uh, affordable housing projects because he doesn't want it around him. Why? Why doesn't this guy want affordable housing in his neighborhood? Well, maybe it's because he doesn't want the crime that comes with it. Maybe he likes his neighborhood. Now, look, I'm not knocking him for wanting to live in an exclusive area. If you can afford it, you go live where you want to live. If you can afford it, you go build the house you want to build. That's what's great about this country. It's why I love the United States. Because if you want to work hard and achieve your uh, sweat equity to get paid for your sweat equity, and then you want to do with that money, you want to go live in an exclusive neighborhood, then knock yourself out, go do it. If you want to live under the burdens of an HOA, knock yourself out, go do it. I won't, but you can. And if this basketball guy wants to live in his $30 million cocoon, then he should be allowed to do it. Uh, but I think I find it funny that this guy I it probably pushes Democrat BS until it gets to his door. Then he doesn't want it anymore. And don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome back. So <clears throat> I promised you, uh, and, and let me apologize for not being here last week. I did have to go out of town uh, because, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I am not a bigwig yet. Now, Legend Dave and I, we're working on that. <laughs> 
<laughs> but but I still have to go go do some, some some hard work and and so that I can get paid for my sweat equity. And uh, so I was out of town last week. So my apologies for missing last week. Uh, it, it is uh, I, I hate missing shows, folks. You got to understand this. Uh, I will do everything I can to to make sure I'm here uh, for you. Uh, because you listeners need to hear what I have to say. <laughs> That's all there is to it. So, uh, but, uh, I, 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 I'm thrilled to be back. So I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to be back today. And, and you listeners are hopping today. So we've got a listener that's, uh, tuned in right now. I believe, uh, gosh, we've had some great comments from a listener in, uh, I believe Duluth, Georgia. I've got another listener in Tucker, Georgia. You, you Georgia listeners are hot to trot today. Uh, but a, but a listener in Tucker, Georgia pointed out, uh, just now to me that we have a culture problem. We have a fatherless problem. And that is something that doesn't get talked about enough. Now, you guys know that know me well and you listen to my show that I am not afraid to talk about just about any topic. Just about any topic. And I'm not afraid to point out the problems with society. Because your politicians, they're afraid to do it. You've got one side, the Democrats and the progressives, who will tell you lies to your face and be the purveyors of misinformation and disinformation because they want to obtain votes. You know, They want to obtain power by lying to you and getting you to vote for them. So they'll just flat out lie to you. And then you've got another side that's, cons- that's made up of establishment Republicans who are afraid of their own shadow. So they don't want to tell- talk of the truth. They'll skirt around the truth but they won't really tell you what needs to be be told now i say this because the candidate for 2024 that has the gonads the cojones to go to black neighborhoods the dilapidated black neighborhoods whether it be harlem whether it be the city of atlanta whether it be uh, certain places off i4 in orlando whether it be baltimore uh, look, we've got a listener. I got a listener that's in Baltimore today that's been chiming in. And, uh, my goodness, folks, what a mess Baltimore is. Uh, but these cities, these cities, the candidate that has the gonads and cojones to go to these cities and start talking about the fatherless problem, to start talking about how the Democrats have destroyed the, the, the black culture. The black family has been destroyed by the Democrat party. Now, some of you may think that's fiery speech. Some of you think that's gaslighting speech, Victor. Uh, you know what? I don't care what you think it is because it's the truth. It is the truth. And I'm sad to say that the Democrat Party, they've moved on from the black culture. Uh, they think that they have the black culture wrapped up. The Democrat Party, and, and look, I'm going to say this, and it's going to tick some of you Democrats off. I'm going to say this, and it's probably going to set Media Matters on a tirade. It's going to put the Media Matters panties into a collective bunch, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, the Democrat Party, they think that they've destroyed the black culture enough to where they're just going to continue voting. They're so dependent. Uh, look, the Democrat Party thinks that if you're a black voter, they think you're so stupid and you're so incompetent and you're so dependent that you will never not vote for them. That's what the Democrat Party believes. And I'm sad to say, now, me being a representative of the Latino culture, of the Hispanic culture, someone who lives right down the street from Plaza Fiesta, <laughs> where you can't swing a dead cat and not hit an illegal Mexican or Guatemalan or, oh, I shouldn't say that, bad host, bad host. But look, the fact of the matter is, the Democrat Party, they're trying to do to the Hispanic and Latino culture of what they did to the black culture. 
Now, maybe you're hearing this for the first time. Maybe I'm the only one with the guts to say it. But the Democrat Party, today's Democrat Party, not yesterday's, not, 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 not John F. Kennedy's Democrat Party, not even Bill Clinton's Democrat Party, but today's progressive authoritarian Democrat Party is trying to do to the Latino culture what they've done to the Hispanic, I mean, what they've done to the black culture. They want to destroy the Hispanic, the Latino family. Look, the one thing about Latinos is they're very, very, we are very family oriented. And we, we have our faith and we're strong with it. And that, that is why it's not hard for Latinos to, to start gravitating to the Republican Party. Look what Ron DeSantis did in Florida. In 2022, Ron DeSantis got, I want almost 60% of the Latino vote. That's amazing, folks. There is no Republican standing today that has gotten almost 60% or 55% of the Latino vote. The only one that can say that is Ron DeSantis. Okay? But what the Democrat Party's trying to do is to dismantle the Latino family. They don't want the, listen, go look at the Black Lives Matter, which is a Democrat operative group. Uh, look at Antifa, which is a Democrat op- uh, operative group. Go look at what they talk about. Go look what they put in their charters. They, uh, uh, they, they, they talk about dis- disrupting the nuclear family. What is a nuclear family? Well, that's a mother. That's a father who, who want to be together. <laughs> they get married. They stay married and then they have kids and then the kids stay together and then the family stays together and they, they raise the kids with their values, not the government's values, not the government school values. Family values, because if you want to have a pretty darn good society, then the family's got to have good values. And and look, we're not all going to get it right, but we're going to get it better than the government will. You are going to rate if you have a if if you're a husband and a wife, and you have kids, you're going to hopefully instill values in them. They're going to be far better than what they're going to get from government. That's just a fact. Uh, trust me. Trust me. Uh, now. What is not being said enough is what this listener in Tucker, Georgia, is pointing out today on my show. And uh, I, look, I'm not taking phone calls. I'm not doing that. You guys know I don't take many of those. I don't have guests. You guys need to hear what I have to say. But I will bring you – I will bring to light what listeners are telling me. And the listeners are telling – this listener in Tucker, Georgia has a great point. Why aren't we talking about the fatherless communities in the black culture and what's happened to the black culture? Why are there so many fatherless babies out there? Why are there so many? Why is the family? You know, when you look at the black culture, the families that are that are together, the the a, a, a unit family in the black culture, they tend to vote Republican. They tend to be conservative. Those are the blacks that that have escaped the grip of the Democrats. But now and this is where the Democrats are in a panic. Young black men tend to be gravitating to the Republican Party. Young black men in Georgia voted for Brian Kemp for governor. Not all of them, but a lot of them did. And a lot of black families voted for Ron DeSantis in Florida. So there, there is something there. And, the, and this is there for the Republicans to take, to, to, to expand on. This is why I say. The Republican candidate who has the gonads and cojones to go out and look, I think Donald Trump could do this. And I think Ron DeSantis could do this. I don't think there's one establishment Republican that could do this. Romney's not going to do it. Cheney's not going to do it. Um, Gramnesty's not going to do it. 
But Trump could do this. And Ron DeSantis could do this. And you know what? Tim Scott could definitely do this. And Nikki Haley could do this. Um, the lady in South Dakota, uh, Nikki, uh, no, Christy, Christy Nome. Thank you, David. Christy Nome could do this. Uh, you've got to get out and not be afraid to go to Democrat infested cities, get in front of the black culture, sit down with them, talk to them, talk to them. Remind them what they're living in. Remind them who's put them where they are. Remind them that it is the Democrat Party that doesn't believe in a family unit. It's the Democrat Party that doesn't believe in nuclear family. It's the Democrat Party that wants to control what you eat. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what the Democrat Party just did in New York? They, they're about to, let me put it this, they're about to, and Mark the Shark should talk about this. Mark the Shark, if you're listening, look this up. You should talk about this on Friday. Or uh, just a mere suggestion. But New York, I believe New York is about to put a 95% tax rate on cigars. Now, the last I checked, there's no epidemic or pandemic going on being caused by cigar smoking. But yet they're going to put a 95% tax on cigars. Now, what did they tax marijuana at? Oh, that's tax at 13%. Okay. Why would you tax cigars at 95%? Well, I'll tell you why. Because they want you, they don't want you smoking cigars. That might lead to you being sophisticated, maybe somehow. Maybe you'll start reading with your cigar. They don't want that. They want you smoking pot and being just obliviated out of your mind and, and, and voting Democrat. Why would they do that? Why would they think about it? Now, what's coming next? Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think the Democrat Party is going to start taxing red meat, what do they keep saying? They they say that red meat is bad for the climate and uh, red meat is bad for you. And the Democrat Party, well, they think they should be running your lives and they think they should tell you what's good for you, and what's bad for you. So don't be surprised what's coming down the pike. I'm telling you, they're going to start taxing red meat. But uh I mean, 95% tax rate on an item that, that is not illegal, that's asinine. That's asinine. But this is what I'm talking about when I tell you about today's Democrat Party and why the candidate, the Republican candidate that has the gonads to go speak face-to-face with these Democrat-entrenched cities, that's going to be the candidate that's going to excel, I think. I think. And now listen. We're getting to the end of the show here. Now, next week, I'm going to talk about why I'm jubilant, why I'm excited about 2024, because we're going to be okay, folks. We're going to be okay. Uh, and, and don't get bogged down with Trump attacking DeSantis. Look, I think it's a mistake for Trump to do it because it's going to backfire. The one guy that Donald Trump doesn't need to go toe-to-toe with is Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis is going to – he's not going to fight with Trump because Ron DeSantis agrees with Trump policies. But Donald, but Ron DeSantis has got tact, and that is what is going to be. <laughs> oh my gosh, David, you ain't right. Uh, Legendary Dave just gave me a sign that had to do with cigars and Clinton, and I'm going to end it right there. <laughs> All right, folks, stay tuned for Locked and Loaded. He's up next. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.